0: This is a News Laundry podcast and you're listening to Reporters Without
1: Orders. We're back on Reporters Without Orders with a panel of young journalists. I'm Abhinandan Sekri. As you must have heard in the opening sting, this is a News Laundry podcast. I will plug our subscription demand right at the outset. Do subscribe, support independent media. As you might have noticed, many news websites across the world and now in India too are asking for subscriptions because they also believe that you cannot survive without subscriptions and advertisers will not support news in the long run. We've been saying this for five years, maybe six. So about time you guys heard us. Thank you. Now, on our panel, we have joining us on the phone line from Kashmir. Uh, Nidhi, hi Nidhi. Hi Nidhi,
0: hello.
1: Okay, and we have back freshly Karara from Phoolpur and Gorakhpur. Amit, Hello. how was your trip? It was good. Okay, very good. We'll hear lots of um, on-ground action that he will not probably write in a story here. We have Rohin. Hello. And we have Cherry. Hello. Sehla, who used to handle campus politics, has moved on and has decided to pursue higher education. I don't know what is it with higher education, children these days. We weren't graduation. We graduation doing However, good luck to her and may she get all the success in the world so let's start with you nidhi yeah. a what uh, you also um, sent a report from kashmir post the killing of those militants
0: yes that was in shopayan last week yeah we spoke about it on the last podcast
1: yeah what has happened since
0: um since a lot more has happened nothing to do with shopayan actually because yesterday was a big day here in Kashmir, uh, I think around 11-ish, I was just heading to an office space from where I work and realized that the internet lines have been completely snapped. There's absolutely no mobile data around Srinagar. Um, so yesterday morning, three militants again were gunned down in Anantnag. One of them, uh, Aisha Fadli, was from Srinagar. So all the educational institutions were shut down. They were supposed to reopen last week. And then because of the Shapaya killings, they were shut down. Uh, and once again, they've been shut down. I think only on Saturday was one working day for schools and colleges here in Kashmir. Padhuri is all there are rumors, I mean, some of the reports say that he is an ISIS recruit, but there's really no confirmation, so we have not claimed that he's an ISIS recruit just as yet. Apart from that, there was also Hasid Rabu, who was dropped from the Council of Ministers of PDP. He was a finance minister because of a comment he made in New Delhi regarding the Kashmir
1: issue not being a political issue but a social issue. So I want uh, to ask, I, wh- I, I, I was just curious, Um, that was covered extensively, why is that a big deal to say that it's not a political issue? I mean, why would that piss off Mehbooban Mufti? I wasn't sure why it was such a yeah, big deal. it
0: almost delegitimizes the entire issue then. Like, you, it's almost like saying this doesn't require attention, it requires, counsel. like political attention, it requires counselling, right? It, it completely takes it off the political debate and then it becomes about the kids here need attention, they need counselling, which is also true, there is no denying of that, but it is just as much a political issue as it is a social issue.
1: I see, thank I you. Mean,
0: that's my understanding of it.
1: Okay, so um, tell us what should have made news this past week yeah, and didn't? Also,
0: one more thing, uh, Kamran Yusuf got bail yesterday, so that news came in in the evening and that was uh, quite a nice ending to a long, long event day. Context? Kamran Yusuf got uh, bail because uh, he had been taken in by the NIA six months earlier, I think September last year, claiming that he was in Kharagic so, uh, stone telling he was a photojournalist who would actually go from funeral to funeral clicking pictures of funerals of militants and civilians. And... The NIA, in fact, last month said that he was not uh, a real journalist because he wasn't covering government development uh, development activities or uh, inaugurations of government projects. You wrote a piece uh, on that as well,
1: if I remember correctly, right? We we carried a piece on this. We did. We carried a piece yes, on this. Did. Yeah, yeah. Mm.
2: And this was the case where uh, the NIA gave a new definition of journalism: what real journalism is.
1: Yeah, I remember reading this. Okay, I'm sorry, carry on.
0: Yeah. So, uh, yesterday he's got his bail. I spoke to a close friend of his. Uh, He should be returning to Kashmir in about two days. Um, So, yeah, we wait for Kamran to return to Srinagar and his home. And, yes, coming back to what uh, made too much news. Uh, Well, I don't think it made too much news. It is well-deserved. We all know the farmer's march that's been happening and uh, finished their last leg in Mumbai yesterday. And, Uh, I just felt like a lot of it got coverage as it's a huge victory for farmers. Uh, Fadnesh has agreed to most of their requests. But I also think this entire sea of people marching should be seen as a sign of of failure of the state, right? Uh, The protests peaked like three days after the state budget was presented. So while it's making a lot of news of the victory of the farmers, I also think it should be looked at in terms of what a disappointing... The big yes had come after a horribly disappointing
1: no. Right. I think for once, a lot of people were satisfied with what made news and what should have made news. There was there was convergence this <laughs> week. So uh, you yeah. tell us, uh, Amit. A, you can just give me a quick, um, not me, uh, listeners, what what you saw at Phoolpur and Gorakhpur. And also you can follow that up by telling us what you think should have made news and what shouldn't. Oh,
2: if I may add another question, how did you find the election coverage that you did different from the legacy houses that covered elections?
3: I think I was uh, mostly checking out newspapers because uh, when you're on field, you really can't stick to the television and right. keep watching what's happening on TV. Because nothing is. <laughs> <laughs> mm. So uh, what made news... Uh, I. I think that will be very unfair of me to talk about it because I was mostly on the field but what should not have made news or at least should not have been given that much kind of attention by the TV news uh, was Muhammad Shami's uh, uh, Wives. wife's Wives. allegations mm. so how I realized that it was overplayed in the TV news because every time I would uh, reach my hotel and switch on the news channels, th- this was the news being discussed or talked about and Mm. all that so uh, that I thought it was overplayed and uh, I mean in in the week when you have so much news happening across the country uh, I think I mean okay it's fine absolutely fine covering such news and giving importance to it but then playing it on such level yeah wall to wall uh, of that issue seems
1: ridiculous it even made it to the front page and print actually in several newspapers Mm.
4: in Hindi as well Mm. Mm. In I English.
2: don't see a problem with that mm-hmm. because in the times when we have movements like Me and Time's Up coming up mm-hmm. I think it is very important when somebody is coming up with allegations like these mm. but uh, as Rohan will speak after this which would be saying that these allegations the way that the media was covering is was problematic like not bringing it into context not giving the context of what's happening worldwide was problematic but I don't see the problem in the amount of coverage it was given I think it is important so that at least India wakes up to what is happening Yeah, you can
1: see the gender divide how, how the lady thinks of this yes. news and how the gentlemen think of this news hmm. okay and then um, and on, on on ground what did you see what, what did you observe that was worthy of comment?
3: Hmm. So I was in Fulpur for two days and after that uh, I relocated to uh, Gorakhpur for the last leg of uh, campaigning as well as the polling. So uh, this time the elections in both Fulpur and Gorakhpur, it it was all about the reputation of the BJP and especially Yogi Adityanath and uh, uh, Deputy Chief Minister Kesha Prashad Maurya. The context, um, Yogi Adityanath is the sitting MP from Gorakhpur
1: and he's been the sitting MP there for the last, what? 25 years. Seven terms or something. Oh, five terms. Five terms. He's like, he he keeps winning. He first won in
3: 1998 and then in 1999 with a small margin of 7,000 votes. And Hmm. after that, He's been winning ever yeah. since.
2: That's like since I was a toddler till now. <laughs>
3: yeah. And
1: now, since he became Chief Minister and become a member of the Legislative Assembly and MLA in UP, for which you know you have to be a member of that Assembly to become Chief Minister, that seat has got vacated. Hmm. And that is the election that's being fought. And the second one for the Deputy Chief uh, Minister. Deputy Chief, Chief
3: Minister. He, was, uh, he, he had actually won the uh, Fulpur seat with a record. Uh, Margin. So he himself had got fifty-two percent of votes polled wow. in that election. And is that um, regularly the BJP candidate, or he particularly no, has been? No, Fulpur winning? has been quite. It. I mean, in, if you look at the Fulpur constituency, it's completely different constituency and historically very important for India's history, uh, because Jawaharlal Nehru was a, a MP from Fulpur. You had uh, Kansi Ram fighting from un, unsuccessfully fighting from that seat. And there have been similar tall figures. So there's Mm. a local say in the area that whoever fights from Pulpur seat becomes legend. I see, okay. Uh, So, yeah, Kesha Prasad Maurya fought. He's the deputy chief minister. And so uh, there are a lot of conversation which happens on the ground. For uh, instance, for Pulpur, one would think that it's a BJP bastion, but it's not. But the electoral... uh, ...aggressiveness that the BJP commands right now... ...that it implements during the polls... ...be it... That uh, momentum that they yeah, carry... The, the, ...be it the nikay elections, the local level uh, polls... ...or the MP polls or the bi-polls... ...they are aggressive every time... ...so when you look at Fulpur, what, what was happening... ...which was not, I, I think... ...I did not refer it in my report... ...is uh, you have five MLA's from the area... ...you have Chief Minister, Deputy Chief Minister... ...Health Minister... And then band of ministers who belong from different castes, all sitting in Phoolpur and Goranpur, campaigning campaigning there. Hmm. And then the BJP state chief. So, you know, they don't want to uh, take risk at any level. That is a message. On the other side, because the Samajwadi party got into a political understanding with Bahujan Samaj party, people thought that it will change the entire dynamics. But... And there are, you didn't uh, see that on the ground. Uh, see, uh, my report speaks something completely different. than you have uh, Prince' report by Shivam, which he speaks about how the you know uh, the the alliance or the understanding is working. As far as I saw things on the ground, for me, if BSP worker is reaching out to each and every mahalla or area locality which has dalit population considerable dalit population i see the understanding working there when you see that you know sp workers carrying the b, uh, b uh, bsp and sp flag together it's very cosmetic uh, kind of understanding or alliance because uh, obviously sp will like to do that they they want the bsp voter base to shift right right but if the important part is whether bsp is campaigning for sp or not I see. that will only make ensure that uh, the, the votes and there's no evidence of that as of now i spoke to people they were saying that uh, sapawaale bahut kaam kar rahe hain vote maang rahe hai. Bas pa wale nahi and there was interestingly uh, only 3 uh, councillors were uh, of bsp were elected in the last local body polls in Phool, uh phulpur and uh, one of the councillors that i met uh, she she's a very young councillor in her early 20s so she told me abhi dhoop hai na to abhi nahi niklenge <laughs> Sham minikling. So that uh, speaks the well. The weather. With,
1: uh, um just for our listeners, I'll provide a little context why SP and BSP getting together is such a big deal. If you read a book called Behenji uh, by Ajoy Bose on, on Mayawati's rise, it was one of the most spectacular rises of any leader in India. It is um, I mean if you just understand where she comes from, the caste she belongs to, and what she achieved. Uh, In a state like UP, it is spectacular. And during that rise, there was a very infamous episode in the 90s of her being, uh, her and, you know, her party uh, people being locked up in a hostel. I think it was a hostel. Guest house. Guest house. It was a guest house where they cut off supply. And I mean, a whole, the SP people kind of invaded that. And it, it, I mean, she was all but beaten up. Um, It was one of the ugliest episodes of Indian politics after that Mulayam and mayawati and molayam singh yadav has made some extremely uh, disgusting statements about her as well as have people in her party so this alliance is actually a big deal it's like you know uh, two sworn enemies coming together um, so one can see the desperation to take on the bjp so that's one
3: a more thing for gorakhpur uh, so i i in fact started my copy uh, with this note only so i was speaking to a a few voters Where Yogi Adityanath had addressed his last uh, Camp pre poll uh, rally So this guy tells me There's two two parts to it One is this part where this guy tells me that Yogi Ji ki sitiya hai Koi le ka And then he goes on And he was interestingly uh, you know Handing over a pack of sweets To his Muslim customer And when the Muslim customer interrupted Haider Ali was his name uh he said ki gorakhpur hai, hai to yogi yogi so that feather ali said this no no the this Achha, guy, this he, guy said. Who's, who was a hardcore hmm. yogi fan hmm. now for yogi uh, this uh, this poll is uh, different because a for the first time ever since uh, his guru started contesting polls the first time any candidate from bjp has been fielded who is not associated with the Mutt. so that is going to make a difference I see. And, and context
1: yeah. for our listeners, uh, Yogi Yogeshitinath is the head of a mutt, uh, the Gorakmut. Goraknath mutt. Goraknath mutt, which is a very, you know, it, it's the equivalent of I'm not saying in aesthetics and spirituality, but I'm just saying in power, the equivalent of Guru Ram Rahim in Sirsa. I mean, that's the no, kind it's, of. No, it's uh, much bigger than that because. <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay, but it's basically it's very important. Yeah. So uh, yeah, that's that's and Gorakpur is. Called Gorakhpur and this is a Nath, whatever, so yeah, that's how big a deal it is.
3: So the last thing is that all of the reports, if you read about Gorakhpur, are uh, talking about how Nishad voters would make a difference. Nishad is a new community which is, uh, there's a party in uh, Uttar Pradesh, Nishad party, which is experimenting with the idea of bringing together over 500 subcastes who also belong to SC category, OBC categories together under the name of Nishad. Now, uh, the reports, including ours, heavily talks about how it has a strong political and social capital in uh, Gorakhpur. 3.5 lakh voters belong to Nishad community. But when i spoke to the leaders of nishad party the candidate himself i realized that it's almost impossible to bring 3.5 lakh voters together you can't bring 500 subcastes together just un- under one banner and m- ensure that they are going to vote for you sure. so that factor has been uh, i think uh, we 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 overestimate, overestimated
1: Yeah. Mm. i see rohan you can tell us any vishesh tippuni that you have on what we discussed and what should and shouldn't have made them. Amit
4: says, if you have a question that is full and important that you voting percentage of full and 43% of full. And it is true that there is in the middle the the
3: uh, for Atik Ahmed, uh, he, he's a st- strongman uh, who is in jail right now, in Devariya jail. So he's contesting the polls from the jail itself, A. B, uh, he has a different band of supporters altogether. So it's kind of Robin Hood of uh, mm. Fulpur, or uh, rather Allahabad. So you don't mess with him and you support him because he is going to take care of whatever shit you are going through, even if he is in jail. Hmm. So he Hmm. wields that amount of power. So yes, the Muslim supporters or the voters are on his side despite realizing the fact that BJP is going to benefit out of whatever vote he eats into the Muslim Vote Bank. And is there uh, some sort of um, uh, understanding on the ground or
1: is it even true in any sense that he's been propped up by the BJP to do exactly this, to divide the
3: vote? See, you cannot really, uh, with facts and figures, uh, substantiate that he was supported or propped up by BJP, but there are indications. Like, uh, if Yogi Adityanath or the BJP government in UP would have wanted, he... Atik Ahmad would have never been able to file his nomination. Hmm. It's not that difficult. You just don't allow the officer because he filed his nomination on the last day. So just don't allow the officer to enter the jail for two hours and the thing is over. over. right? So he was allowed to file his nomination from the jail on the last day. His papers were cleared. And then his hearing was coincidentally uh, on the last day of campaigning. In the court. (laughs) So So he could make that roadshow. So So
1: there was a series of coincidences. (laughs) coincidences.
3: (laughs) So yes, Ati Ahmed is a factor which will definitely uh, dent SP's prospect in Fulpur. And low voter turnout is, uh, see if you uh, check what happened in Gorakhpur in 2014, the uh, voters' turnout in Gorakhpur was 54%. Mm -hmm. So for Gorakhpur, uh, 43% or 44% is fine. 36% Thirty-six percent for Fulpur uh, was a little shocking, and uh, it's also because the campaigning has been kind of superficial. You have public meetings, rallies, marches, but the door-to-door campaign was missing on the part of the BJP or, right. or even SP could not reach out the families, the voters in that to that extent. So that enthusiasm was was missing in voters as well. Yeah. So
2: is that a lack of enthusiasm or overconfidence on the part of the BJP?
3: The uh they decided on the candidates in the last moment. The BJP, BJP actually, which SP and Congress and all other parties should have raised this issue. The uh, BJP has fielded an outsider candidate in uh, Fulpur, who is not from there. No, no, he he was Banaras uh, mayor. I see. Kaushalendra Singh Patel. So. So, I mean, uh, the, the, it's about the, it's not about the overconfidence, it's about the last moment decisions and also because you are in power. So also, I think either.
1: fatigue sets in, I mean, you know, the, the cyclical enthusiasm comes in crests and troughs, you can't always be enthusiastic and, you know, upbeat.
4: Yeah, Go ahead तो एक स्टोरी है कि लॉ कमिशन और सुप्रीम सुप्रीम कोर्ट ने लॉ को बोला था कि आप डेथ पेनल्टी पे स्टेट से बात करके एक प्रपोजल लेके आइए कि इसमें करना है या फिर हम लोग जो डेथ पेनल्टी दे रहे हैं उस पे ये क्या सर्व कर रहा है आखिरकार तो अफजल गुरु के फांसी के Penalty okay. Okay. Hmm. I
1: see.
4: So bada, this could have
1: been a bigger story? Debate, debate I know, it can speak. make
4: it can be very intelligent debate हा. because there is um there, there's Supreme uh,
1: Court's been allowed. Also, uh, this entire death penalty, uh, you know, because the history uh, in Europe hmm? when, you know, I think pretty much all the countries have abolished the death penalty. And what impact it has. It's a very interesting debate. Yeah, even I missed this. I didn't even know this
4: had happened. Okay, then? I mean, it a debate. And what was <laughs> the other thing that was I would say that Amit was the only one who was saying, but in that case, I also have a question that there are allegations that their wife is saying that they have अपने भाई के कमरे में उनको धक्का दिया या जो भी जिस तरीके से मीडिया उसको प्ले कर रहा है वो बहुत प्रॉब्लमेटिक है कि आप उसके व्हाट्सएप मैसेजेस जिसको आप बोल रहे हैं आपत्तिजनक भी बोल रहे हैं उसको आप शोकेस भी कर रहे हैं गोल-गोल घेरा लगा के उसके को उस आप लाइव इस उसमें यह भी बात है मतलब अजीब तरीके से hmm. कि आप किसी के पर्सनल लाइफ में, में उस hmm. तरीके से और nice. जो डिजिटल पोर्टल्स हैं हिंदी के खास करके उनके लिए तो एक मसाला है वो hmm. क्लिकबेट के लिए कुछ भी कर सकते हैं उसके घेरा लगा रहे हैं कुछ-कुछ कर रहे हैं hmm. तो इस तरीके के मीटू के डिबेट से आप अगर उसको कोरिलेट करके करें तो एक सेंस भी बनता है
2: hmm. Uh, first, I don't think the media coverage about it was sufficient. Hmm. And after giving the context, I would like to go into why that is so. So, on March 6th, close to 40,000 farmers marched embarked on a long march from Nasik to uh, Mumbai. On March 10th, they reached... Your
1: figure 40,000 is from where?
2: From the news reports. So, okay. uh, the same figure that we carried in a news I laundry Because, report. you know,
1: I saw everyone was reporting yes. different figures. I was a little surprised was, as yeah. to why there was no concern. Hmm, carry on.
2: So... And this is, it was on March 10th like three days after they started that the big media woke up to this protest that was going on. So there were a few exceptions both in TV and in print and I want to call them out because they actually woke up before the rest of the when channels. When the
1: all started they had started no. covering it. Hmm. Which are those?
2: So one was NDTV, one was mirror now and in print it was Indian Express. But the coverage among others were just limited to photo ops, standalone pictures on the front page or a tiny little column hmm. somewhere or follow-up in the back pages, inside pages. And this, however, only speaks about the English press because the Marathi press did give the due prominence. Sure,
1: I'm sure there must have been a big deal. It was. Hmm.
2: And that is what I want to speak about. It must have made a big deal for the English press as well. Now, coming to the quality of coverage, uh, as I said, standalone pictures and inside page coverage is not enough for a story where there are 40,000 farmers demanding something. If we say... That our economy is dependent is an agrarian economy. How are we not covering this? So, also uh,
1: Anna movement. Um, you know when when the circus was beamed live. Uh, there used to be about. Two and a half to three thousand
4: people. Just to give context mm-hmm. to how many people were there. In this case, another that Hindi media, there was no almost. And in the Maharashtra tradition, it was covered cover the hi hindustan photo NBT. aerial view photo
2: So exactly, speaking of the photos also, when we talk about 40,000 people marching, it makes it just is an opportunity for beautiful photo stories uh like on twitter there were people posting pictures Mm. of uh, the Mm. callous, the calloused feet of these elderly farmers walking the red flags all these, like the different elements of the march make up for a beautiful story. And Amit and I were just discussing this before uh, the podcast that there was sort of an absence of a comprehensive photo story. I was looking at Pari's uh, website, uh, People's Archive of Rural India, and I found there is one story by Pat Amen, but even that, even though it has beautiful pictures, I find that a depth In a photo story that can speak about the entire march from the beginning to the end was missing. Hmm. Uh, Speaking about the stories that weren't covered from the protest itself, like such a protest could have started. It should have been triggered much earlier, but could have been a starting point for the media to look at rural India. Uh, if there are people, 40,000 people leaving their farms behind, the kids, the poultry, the...
1: What's uh, happening there? What's happening there? must there? be so many deserted villages. Yes, that would yes, be a good yes, story yes, to yes. go back Absolutely. and see. Absolutely. Yes. Mm. So
2: that is what one thing I wanted to speak about in particular, that a story that I would have loved to see would have been of these empty farms, of the empty households, about the kids, elderly, what's happening there. Mm. But I didn't see there. So uh, as I was saying, it could have been a starting point for the media Uh, that doesn't seem uh, to think of rural India as newsworthy. We have discussed this in a previous podcast as to how these episodic snapshots sort of prevents us from comprehensively understanding what agricultural distress currently stands at. And as we discussed, it could have ranged from personal stories and stories of these farmlands. So, yeah, I think there was a lot more that media could have done.
1: Do you want to weigh in on any of those things we've discussed, Nidhi?
0: Uh, no, I no, not not it. But I had one more thing I wanted to talk about. Something that made too little news.
1: I was expecting you to talk about the Muhammad Shami coverage. Anyway, it disappointed <laughs> me.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, can I can I actually uh, talk about something else that made too little news? Of course. Yeah. Uh. This this is about a journalist called Any Lobby in Mizoram. Uh, who was brutally assaulted and brutally beaten up actually when she was covering the protests at the Assam-Mizoram border area on March uh, 10th, that's, uh, on Saturday. Okay. And according to her, while while she was reporting, uh, the, the police of, of the Mizoram started beating her up despite her showing her ID as a journalist. And the president of Mizoram Journalists Association has said that in the last two days, police have actually attacked six state government-accredited accredited journalists brutally. And none of this has received enough coverage. I saw some articles on Hoot, I saw it on First Post, I saw a small mention on TV, but I don't think it has received prime time coverage. So one of the scroll articles said that as per state data, as per government data, 32 journalists have been killed or disappeared, never to be seen again in Assam, in the last 30 years. And these debts have hardly been documented or detailed in any any form. Uh, and last December, families of these journalists had assembled, and the CM at that point had distributed a one-time financial assistance of five lakh to the family. So it is not that the state hasn't recognized this. Um, I just think that this this deserves way more attention because the story of repeated attacks on the pre- freedom of press needs to be said repeatedly. Yeah, right? let's make a note and, of this. I and think. There is a sub-
1: we should do something on this let's let's start working on it let's I mean, we can talk to kish we can talk to uh, uh, um, samrat um i think we yeah. should do a story on this i mean of course i don't know whether we I can i also
0: think that uh, in a situation like this where a woman journalist is uh, beaten up right most organizations will not take the risk of sending a female journalist to a conflict region and when an incident like this happens i think uh, women in conflict areas, women reporting from uh, danger zones, need to be assured that there is going to be backing. There is going to be a community that's going to be sta- that's going to stand by you. Because it's already unfair that a lot of organisations don't want to take women journalists to report in these areas. And when they do, if you don't support them, it, it's just a sad situation.
1: Right. Okay. Uh, Thanks, Nidhi. Um, So now, if everybody can uh, just get their recommendations ready. I just had one observation to Amit, you know, the battery of the Armoured Corps and the cavalry and everyone that they send whenever they contest an election. The MCD election in Delhi was fought on the Prime Minister's name and he, you know, uh, addressed a rally. I've never heard of a municipal election that the Prime Minister campaigns for. Also, when the Gujarat election was happening... Um, pretty much the entire cabinet was in Gujarat and files had to be flown there to get signed because because uh, there was no one here. So I think they take winning elections very seriously, but considering that they um, uh, think that being away from office for the cabinet that's supposed to run in the country uh, is acceptable, I don't think they take governance seriously. I- I'm not saying it's unique to the BJP, but they are way more... Um, aggressive about this than others which is which is tragic and a story that i think should have been done at that time and we didn't have the resources to do it because uh, we don't have anyone you know covering parliament and ministries in that depth is how many cabinet ministers attended office in the run-up to the gujarat election I- i'm sure it would be dismal
2: not just run up to the gujarat elections but all the bi-poles that are happening like this is, uh, please weigh in if you disagree. The bipoles I see as a way for the Congress to sort of come in now that they have almost been wiped out of everywhere. Bipoles are their opportunity to come in. But BJP knows that and sees that, and which is why they're taking all these bipoles seriously..
1: Oh. So Nidhi, let's start with you. What's your recommendation for the week?
0: I'd like to recommend this piece on Mukhtar called Pop Art and Patriarchy An Interview with the Creator of Feminist Doodles. It's a Facebook page. The creator is based in Beirut, and she actually started with making Arab uh, illustrations, Arabic illustrations. And uh, I absolutely love the funny, sassy, cocky stuff that she's come up with. And uh, also, the interview is really great on how she's taken on patriarchy in a society like hers. So, I would like to recommend that.
3: Okay, thank you. Puli Amit? Uh, I was looking for some, I mean, better photo essays of uh, Maharashtra Farmers Rally. But I would recommend these two. Uh, A, a Scrolls photo essay. And uh, the other is on uh, Mumbai Mirror. So these two photo essays, uh, we should look into this. And also because there were few allegations by uh, uh, ministers, sorry, not ministers, leaders, of a particular party that these are not farmers these are actually urban naxalites urban naxals should look at these pictures and decide whether they are urban naxals or not I see. yeah okay
4: two uh, so, two uh, recommendation hai uh, ek scroll की story you know, you know, the कि of तरीके से Mumbai के लोगों march feeding those who feed you and the story is ALT News in which it has that when the rally was going to the public opinion in which it के prepared for the public opinion the 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 in which there was a <laughs> google drive
2: in which there was a google Doc shared. <laughs> So, uh, in juxtaposition with the farmers' protest, I want to recommend the Caravan's piece of Indian media's coverage of farmers' protests throughout 2017. So, using Media Cloud, an open-source news analysis platform, Anushka, Shah and Zina Beniz, they analysed the manner in which the English press covered the causes and the consequences of farmers' protests. This included the protest by Tamil Nadu farmers at Chantar Mantar and the Mansour protest, where protesters were fired at. So, while you can read the piece for depth and coverage, two things really stood out to me in the piece. Uh, one was media's focus on theatrics, like uh, farmers carrying rats and skulls and uh, and as well as the polit- narrow political lens with which uh, we look at such farmers' protests. Like uh, Rohan was mentioning, like there is the need to get political input. What does this party minister has to say? What does this party minister has to say? But are we really talking to farmers? Is it just one farmer who's representing 40,000 farmers? So I would uh, definitely recommend this piece uh, just to say that these, again, to reiterate that these episodic snapshots prevent us from having a larger conversation. Okay.
1: um, The two things I would want to recommend is, one is... um Swapandas Gupta's piece this weekend on, uh, in the Sunday, uh, Times of India on Sunday, I think it was, I think it demonstrates how low our commentary has sunk, where um, someone who was a fairly, you know, good journalist, he, he, I mean, he's not, like a lot of people claim to be journalists, but he has been a serious journalist, and he has done some great writing in his life. At the fag end, an intelligent man like him to contort himself into ways to kind of justify the Lenin statue being pulled down. Was really sad, and and I wonder if that is the end of every journalist. At the end, you just you know sacrifice your entire life's work to to become such a toady. The second piece I want to recommend is from the Time magazine. I th- at the risk of sounding a little cruel, I I couldn't help but chuckle when I read this, and I, I'm not basically I'm I don't think it's funny when someone dies, but it it says lightning strike at Rwanda church kill 16 and then it says at least 16 people were killed in Rwanda and 140 others injured when lightning struck a 7th day Adventist church in the country south when, when they were praying so I, I I everyone's looking at me like I'm evil I'm just saying you're, you're like you're praying until God says boom die all of you like what the fuck I mean the irony is sickening but I I just thought it was I, I saw the peace and I was like after this I wonder how many people will go to church but I don't know. Am I being a jerk? I, would you not chuckle when you saw this headline? Just just saying. Anyone?
2: I don't think.
1: It's no one? <laughs> <laughs> am I the I only think cruel it's person? <laughs> Nidhi? It is insensitive. No,
4: okay. no I always chuckle.
1: You would or you wouldn't?
0: I won't. You're the only one.
1: I'm the only one. Okay. Fine. All right. So that's settled. I'm the only cruel person in this office. Thank you all for listening. Thank you all for your comments and for your wonderful reporting. Uh, let's hope we can send these people out, these young journalists, uh, do more stories from the ground. Um, thank you for joining us. Do subscribe, support independent media and do join us next week on Reporters Without Orders. Thank you, panel. Thank you.
2: All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform.
1: Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent